This right. is an eight iron and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, Takes a, a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite and it's in. Kind of like that. Well, I would like to welcome to the Sub-70 podcast uh, a friend of the podcast and a friend of us here at Sub-70 Golf and, and a personal friend of mine. So I'll just put that out there now. But uh, it's been an interesting uh, couple months for this uh, tour player, Willie Wilcox, joining me tonight to uh, kind of talk about all the stuff that's kind of been out there and the journey he's been on. So, Willie, I appreciate it, pro, for coming on with us. No problem at all. Um, <clears throat> you guys are the best and i am just so stoked to have the opportunity to work with y'all and and you know come on the butt well we're 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 proud to have you on the team as well and and you know it's it's an interesting journey you have been on and we should probably for the maybe there's some people because it's kind of been out in the whole golf i call it like the golf scene or the golf twitter or whatever you want to call it social media media stuff that you've been doing a lot of media stuff and the story is uh it's pretty heavy, right? And it's it's inspirational Very. and it's heavy and there's a lot to it. So, you know, maybe for the people who are listening to this who don't know kind of what you've been through uh, of late and, and some struggles for some years, maybe kind of give the cliff notes of kind of where you were at and, and where we're at now at this point. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, well, you know, I consider myself a, um, a product of my environment for sure. Um you know, small town in, in Alabama, uh, pretty heavy uh, culture that um, in, involved drugs and alcohol. And so from a very young age, it was uh, it was really no big deal. Um, and the cycle started when I was, you know, 13 was when I, you know, started drinking and uh, 15, you started drinking more. And then, and then it just kind of, uh, our, 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 our school was like an open air drug market. It was crazy. And so there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of pharmaceuticals that were available, um, at school. Um, and you, you know, it was in your face everywhere. So, uh, yeah, that started a hellacious 20 year run that just ended in February. And, um, I was able to man, you know, uh, bandaid it and, and be okay. um, so, uh, and play some solid golf, but other than that, uh, it finally took its toll and, um, and my game suffered and I lost my cornberry status last year. What, what, what made you finally say, I, I can't do this anymore. This, this opioid addiction has gotten bad enough to the point where I'm either, I got to make this change or I'm, you know. I'm guessing at some point you were thinking I'm not going to be around for much longer if I keep going down this path. Like, what what was it that got you to that point where you were re- willing to do the work and surrender this the, yourself to the fact that I need help and I have to do this? Well, I I dropped below 150. Um, I felt like crap every day. You know, the look on my mom's face. You know, in her you know in her eyes and my good friends and uh, realizing that my personal relationships that dissolved to a point that I was just in basically isolation. And, um, you know, I realized that's not how we just not, not what we were put here to do. Um, we're supposed, we're social 
social beings and um it's very detrimental to your mental health when you isolate um and then when you add uh you know narcotic pain medication into the mixture and alcohol um you know i mean i just drank beer because it was a potentiator but uh um yeah it's it's just a recipe for disaster i looked i looked like death um i'm up 17 pounds and my swing speed i've i've picked up 35 yards in the air so everything's everything's coming along a lot faster than i was expecting I, the, the the human body is so resilient it's unbelievable um I, i'm so lucky my organs still uh, work and but they actually work quite well. I have no idea how I'm as healthy as I am, but I, I do feel good. Was it more difficult than you ever imagined it would be to go, whatever the process is to get healthy and to go off of it and to make that change? Was it? Was there any surprises from that? Of did you start feeling pretty shitty at first and instantly better, or did did you sort of see a, a, a pathway as you were working with the doctors and going through this to get better, like? What was that sort of process like? Very gradual. Um, I was in literal tears the first four days, um, you know, uh, vomiting, um, can't sleep. First, well, first six days, I got 11 hours of sleep total, um, you know, maybe, maybe 12 in six days. And then night seven, I got 11 hours. Um, so it, it was a good, you know, solid week of, of, of pure hell. I mean, it's, it's pure hell, but the, the revolutionary, um, treatment that I got is it's like an Eastern medicine approach and they use like electroshock therapy and, um, and, uh, NAD treatment. NAD is a naturally occurring, um, you know, substance in your brain. I don't know. It makes you feel good. NAD is something that everybody has, but when you treat your body very poorly, you deplete your NAD supply. Um, so they got me back up to where I needed to be there. Um, it's a pretty new method, but it reduces the withdrawal symptoms by 70%. Is that where the hell is at for the week? Is your body literally just going through that withdrawal? Yeah, you're in convulsions. Um, you're, uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, if you're on a couple of legs of a really long travel day, you might get those jimmy legs, you know, where they kind of tense up. Yeah. Um, your whole body's doing that. Yeah. God. Yeah, it's 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 extremely painful. So you've done a bunch of media stuff and the stories out there. What's the like if and from being interviewed a bunch and have these conversations, kind of having a little bit of time to sort of look at this whirlwind what's, what's some of the biggest misconceptions people might have of what you've gone through and is there any sort of oh message you want to let people know about that you know might not get out in every interview that you do or is is there some some as you go through this some topics that you're kind of like you know i didn't think about that or that's not really the way it, it it's exactly worked out or something to that extent, right? Is there, is there misconceptions that kind of come with what you've been through? Um, well, um, I think I'm understanding your question correctly. Uh, I mean, like I'm realizing that pretty much everybody knows somebody, whether it's a family member or a friend that's been through something like this. I don't know. Do you? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah, we, 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 I know that. Um, but, but it, it affects every aspect of, uh, society, every level of society. And, um, but the, the response has been over, overwhelmingly positive. Uh, but, but I just realized after everybody reaching out to me and, um, today I toured a, uh, a uh, treatment facility in Birmingham called Love Lady uh, Center, the Love Lady Center, and um, it's run by some, you know, golfing guys, and um, they they want to um, they want to help me out and want me to be an ambassador for them, and uh, so uh, it's just uh, a lot of people are struggling, especially now, and uh, you know, a lot of people's kids. Um, get you know introduced to this horrible poison that's you know just over uh, just coming across the border like crazy and uh you know it's just a scary scary time I mean, when it comes to um the lethality of, of the drugs that are in our uh, society was it one of those things where it started off kind of working and then all of a sudden it doesn't like at first because i've 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 thank god never have done opioids or, and you know, I'm 49 yeah, years yeah. old. So I probably missed that. You know, when I was in high school, it was more beer and weed. Right? Beer like, and we, yeah. 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 yeah mm-hmm. Right. A small town I was in. I mean, you never even was presented, right? No one had this stuff. In nope. 88, 89, 90, right? Like wasn't there. No, nope. it didn't really was, get popular. Until like the late 90s. Yeah. And we're, you know what, we're 14, 15 years apart age wise. And yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's kind of when it, you were at the, yeah, when it really kind of started. Right. And, is it one of those things where at first does it work and that's where the easy path of addiction can kind of come to with it? Because at first it does, like you, I've heard in other interviews talking about like birdie pills. Like if you take the right amount of it, does it kind of put you in the right mindset of playing good golf? And like, is that a fair statement to say it did work for a while until it doesn't? Oh, it worked. I worked wonders. I made millions of dollars playing with on that stuff. Um, it, um, it was just like a little something extra. I knew I was playing good and I, the, the pills and whatever hadn't been in my life. Um, you know, I started when I was 15 taking narcotic pain medication and, uh, you know, so look to turn around. I'm 25, 20, I think my rookie year, I was 26 years old on tour. That's only 11 years of not crazy heavy use. The real heavy use began once I got my tour card. Um, which is really odd. Um, you get your tour card and you spiral like what? Um, but, um, yeah, it was, uh, it definitely worked. I play, I shot a lot of 65s. Um, and, and, and just, I mean, on Mars and, uh, literally one time, uh, and I, I was paired with a guy in a Hooters event and, and he was also on them and we were kind of laughing about it. And at one point, like, this was so early in my, you know, drug, like, having enough money to buy them, um, we held hands and skipped down the fairway and just kind of laughed about it. And it's just, you know, we we were just joking, you know. Right. But we were just, we were just like, we're both so lit and we're both shooting 65s. Um, and it was just one of the, but, you know, lighthearted moments like that or, you know, it's a much deeper issue that, uh, you know, you never need to go down that path. It's 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 a path to destruction, one hundred percent. Eventually, it doesn't work. It doesn't. Oh work. no, yeah. exactly. No, when your metabolism slows slows down, and when you're thirties, right when I turned thirty, my withdrawals went through the roof. And but when I was twenty six and a rookie, I could 
I could, um, or whatever, however old I was, uh, you know, you're still, I mean, I was metabolically probably like a 15 year old. Right. Eat whatever you want. Don't gain weight. Your system could get it in, get it out. And you could essentially function at a high level with it until you couldn't. Yes. And then you get in your thirties and, you know, then your mid thirties. And, you know, last year I was 34 playing on the corn fairy tour. And, you know, that's, that's getting up there, especially if you're abusing your body. So just the power left me and you, your muscles just deteriorate. They honestly do. I worked out like 11 straight months last year, which is my personal record, which is pitiful, but I'm, I'm working on a nice streak right now. Um, but I worked out through all of the drug use, uh, last year and, and I got strong and I could do like, I could do 15 pull-ups. Now I can do 20 pull-ups in the last two months. I got out of treatment. I could do one. Now I can do 20 full ones um with no toxins so last year like even though i was working out i had a lot of toxins in my body so there was only you know there was a ceiling on what i could accomplish physically yeah, it's, it's literally your fight your body is going to shit in a handbasket at that point even though you are working out your body is failing. yeah but but in the mirror i look good you know and, and like the girl girl i was saying you know whatever you know what i'm saying like yep. yeah I, but, I but you knew okay. but you knew you weren't firing on all eight cylinders right oh yeah, yeah. i hit it like garbage you knew it right because you in your gut you knew yes i i knew i knew that my hands weren't you know i'd, I'd get in these weird sweaty just you know your stomach hurts you just you don't feel good and you know you just uh physically you're just not there and i was swinging so right um i was swinging five to seven degrees right now i'm swinging like one degree right it's like remarkable and you're probably eating much healthier i am i just ate a little steak um and crushed more broccoli than i mean it might have been an unhealthy amount of broccoli <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um it was an insane amount of broccoli i just cr- like i eat so much i ate three meals a day before i swear i didn't eat till two in the afternoon yeah yeah your body is fixing itself essentially right your body is trying to get itself back to its natural weight back to having the fuel to work out to do it, right? You're getting back to yep. where your body naturally wants to be. Yeah, and I, I surely, like, stunted my ability. God, I just can't imagine. If, if I would have just stayed the straight and narrow and, and some reason never been to, introduced to that stuff, I know I'd be one of the best players in the world right now. Well, you're still young enough to do it, and this is the part I want to talk to about as well is – you're not you're not my age, right? Not that you can't do whatever you want to do at 49, but like realistically, yeah. in a pro athlete, like I'd be done, right? If I was a pro golfer, here comes a Champions Tour. You still got time. Well, Scott Perrell about that senior tour. Yeah, he's got talent. The problem is I don't. Big difference. <laughs> Scott Perrell, good. Me, bad. Um, yeah, I'm not going on tour anytime soon. Um, but you, you, you know, you got you, a, you, I think you got a pretty good gig. I need club hits. I, I'm, I'm bad. I don't. Well, first off, I hardly play anymore, and secondly, like. I always think this, like guys who play the PGA Tour, Corn Ferry Tour Champions, or whatever it is, elite things at what they do, they're really good athletes. I'm a good athlete. It's not great. And, you know, yeah. you, you still have to have that gear to create speed and explosiveness and, and have pretty elite athletic ability. I, you 100%. Know, 100%. Yeah, I, I don't have it. And it's okay. Like, I, you know, I never had it. You know, I always joke. You know, when I played baseball, I slapped it between first and second and ran to first base. That was all I had. And that's kind of what my golf yeah, game's like. So I am not going pro anytime soon. You you have the talent. I never did. But yeah, but, you're, but you're, you're, 
sub 70, you're just, you know, doing that's big my, things. That, that's, that's my 18 holes of golf for the competitiveness, right? Golf for me is fun at this point. Running the business is what I do. And I love it. And that's where I can use my skill set. But you're still young enough, I would argue, that you can mm-hmm. win on the PGA Tour and you can have a long PGA Tour career. And you know when you're on, the stats back this up. What I'm going to say, too, is you were one of the best out there. You were one of yeah, the best out yeah. there. And it doesn't go away. Of course. So my question is, how pumped up are you about, you know, and I know you're teaching and helping kids and helping guys with golf, and I know you love that, and you're a PGA of America member now, and you're doing that. But how pumped up are you for playing golf again? And do you feel like you did probably when you were 17, 18, 19 years old, just that joy and seeing the improvements you're making and how much better you're hitting. And we got to send you a new set of clubs out because, you know, your speed's up on the shafts, all the stuff and your body feeling the way it's doing it. I mean, you got to yeah. be excited as hell, A, for just the platform that you have for helping people, and then B, to start using the talents that you have again in the right way. Yeah, so we discussed putting the 130Xs into my clubs today. I played with a guy that had 130Xs, and I was flushing them. Um, getting it was the spin was down, but it was still a nice height, and it's yeah. going a little bit farther. Yeah. Um, so I was getting some height on 130Xs, and I was like, oh my god! And the oh, and the ball. Like if I stomp on one, the ball doesn't snap hook. That Whereas hook. if I stomp on a wedge from 150 with a 120S, it hooks. Well, that's yeah. When you're up 10 miles an hour club head speed. And strength yeah, and I'm one seventeen today. Um, I'm freaking out. I can't believe it. I mean, today, yesterday, I left the golf course pretty depressed. I played a very hard course in Birmingham and Country Club of Birmingham, a West Course, very, very hard. I think I, I shot a, a couple of. I mean, I shot three over seventy four, and when I posted the score, like I had to get a handicap because I'm playing in the Southern Highlands uh, member guest with my buddy. Yeah, um, and. Uh, so I had to get a anyway. So I put it in the USGA thing, and it was like minus one point four. I shot three over. Like that's how hard the course is. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, yesterday I left the course and was just like, oh god, like what the hell? That shoot, it was terrible. And today I go to this gnarly hard course, and I had a meeting with John Jasinski, who's Mark Baldwin's coach from Notre Dame, and he he actually still helps Marky out um, with uh, his swing some and. Uh, I've met with Jazz this morning, uh, Mr. John, and and he gave me this tip um, about rotating my forearms in kind of the hitting zone, and and I found that it was more of like a just a left arm movement. So, and it's like I'm trying to like basically break my left wrist on the follow through, so the club's releasing better. Yep. And I went up four miles an hour today. Yeah, because you kind of play a hold a little bit, right? Yours has always been kind of like a little power fade, right? So a little bit of a hold. I've move. been, I've been holding it a little too much. I overdid it, um, yeah. so now I'm releasing it just a shade more, and I picked up 12 yards in the air. There you go. So you're excited. Uh, like, is it going to be more from? Are you? Ex- is the goal to still get on Corn Ferry Tour next year and and, and have a second go at this? Um, I mean, I'm doing. The qualifiers the next three weeks, I have status. Um, and if I can Monday into something or get an exemption this year, yeah, I'm definitely going to pursue that. And I'm definitely going to hit Q school. Um, so, yeah, I've got some backers that believe in me, um, which is really nice. And, um, yeah, a couple of good old boys around here are helping helping Willie out, you know. Um, it's nice to have people that believe in me. Um, it's nice to have people like you guys that, are, that can allow me to um, 
use great equipment. So, you know, I still got enough relevancy that I might as well give it a go. And, uh, and I'm very, very excited to do so. How much are you enjoying teaching? Um, it's, it's good. It's good. It's, um, we got a lesson tomorrow. We've got Matt Every on the pod tomorrow. Let's go. Um, uh, so I had to move a lesson back about an hour because of that, because we needed to accommodate. He's got family obligations later, but uh, anyhow, um, I, I can't wait. I got, I got a three day event in Panama city next week. If I don't uh, make it into the, uh, Monday qualifier. So you're going to start doing some mini tour stuff. It's, it's important just to get, you know, yeah. rounds, competitive rounds. And like, I was out in Vegas with TA three, it was like three or four weeks when he put up a 65 at Las Vegas country club. And I was like, great, you know, great round T. And it was just me and him and a couple friends playing, but we we're playing competitive. But he's like, there's golf. And then there's golf. Does that make sense? Right. Like there's, even though it's like you're competitive, but it's at your home course. It's like, it's different on tour. You know, there's there's doing it at home and then there's doing it in the real competitive. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what he said. I understood what he was saying, but is that that's a pretty true statement, right? You got to get competitive rounds of golf in. That's even different than playing with your buddies competitive. Yes, definitely. I mean, it's nice to shoot, you know, sixty-eights with sevens with your buddy, but yeah, I mean, you need to uh, you need to get those real reps in. I mean, it's a different feeling, and and I think people that are born for it thrive in those moments as opposed to the ones where you know whatever they play better in competition um than they might on an average day at, at home um but uh so yeah i'm hoping that's the case it always has been in my life i've always gotten tournaments kind of turned it up except for the last two years but that was because of extenuating circumstances um but yeah yeah i mean the, these reps are going to be really big at I'll get four rounds next week between the Monday qualifier. If I don't make it, then I'll go to Florida. Um, if I do make it, it would be a ridiculously <laughs> wild story, and I'm playing the damn tournament. Um, I mean, can you imagine that? If I got in that thing, that would be ridiculous. I can because you've got the talent to do it. Wouldn't shock me. It's going to come down to the flat stick. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm super, super stoked. I got a lot of uh, competitive rounds, U.S. Open qualifier. Uh, qualifier, all that good stuff. So there is a bit of a rhythm to competitive, like what Tommy was saying. Like there is a, you need those, that builds the momentum a little bit different than good rounds at home. I would definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, if I can go out and drop a couple of 68s or whatever, you know, something, just something that's, just give me under par. I don't care. Um, I just want to, uh, you know, uh, people are like, oh, well, where do you get your confidence from? Like, well, confidence comes from, from success. You know, you gotta you gotta post some numbers before you're like, oh, I I have the ability to post numbers. I mean, you can't just fake it. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be uh, it'll be just a blast getting back out there. I'm not putting any pressure on myself, but all I know is I played solid as hell today on a really hard golf course. Yeah, yeah, and get the flat stick rolling, and you know, see where it goes from you know from getting it back out there again and having a clear mind and a healthy body and seeing what happens. I know I asked you too about the misconceptions. Is in, in I think you answered that question kind of with the the way I was trying to 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 ask it. What else has surprised you through this journey the most? I mean, I know the support of your family has been unbelievably good for you, and and I know how much you love them and appreciate it. Is there anything else? And that's probably not a surprise. That's why it's your family. But is there anything else that's like kind of coming out the other side of this has just sort of surprised you through this whole journey? Uh, just, just all the love. Um, 
and and just getting back to normal life um you know i didn't know how easy it would be but it's just come very naturally and it's just like i'm just rejoining society um but yeah all the all the love and um very very few um, negative comments um i was expecting people to maybe withdraw a little bit when it came to giving lessons um you know i give a lot of high schoolers lessons so you know i wasn't sure what the parents would think um but everybody's you know everybody's parent knows somebody or maybe is struggling themselves so um especially around here so yeah it's just been really nice to not you know become somebody that uh people shy away from well you know people love the comeback story they do right people love yeah, the I've, comeback story so yeah, especially raw you know when it's when it's on when it's you know you're not beating around the bush no, you're being honest, and I think people can sense that, and then all of a sudden it's the redemption part, and that's, I don't think it's hard for people, because everyone knows you're you're a good person, and you you know, you, you, you tell it like it is, you wear your heart on your sleeve, you're a good man, I think it's easy to root for you, I think that's why you're getting all that support, you're, it's easy to root for you to come back, so I think it's yeah, a great yeah. story. I appreciate that, yeah, and, and you know, I've I always tried, even in the midst of all the bad stuff that I was doing, I tried to be, you know, cordial and nice. And if I felt like I didn't have that ability, then I would just kind of avoid social situations so nobody would have to deal with me. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, even throughout all my, my, um, whatever, uh, just disaster that I was uh, into, uh, it was, just uh i maintain some friendships but now it's just exploded it feels like i hang out with you know somebody i haven't seen in four or five years every day um it's just a lot of rekindling a lot of uh a lot of interaction just a lot of a lot of socializing and i just i just freaking love it and you just you can't you can't be a man either right you know you gotta gotta find a nice girlfriend and you know i'm the fifth but you know the buck can't stop here i gotta keep the wilcox name alive uh yeah right I mean it's 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 in the cards at this point right it's it's in the yeah, it's in the cards yeah, where yeah. it wasn't before right no yeah exactly well the good part about being a guy is you can do that a little bit later you know it doesn't fully 100%. stop yet yeah for yeah. sure I'm not yeah no no hurry no. um but but it's still you gotta be you gotta be a, you gotta be a man new book coming out um what's that process like to help you know write a book especially about your own life and whatnot and that's got to be an interesting thing to sort of go through and, and when will that book be out and and what was what was did they approach you on that or how did that come about um well mark and i uh mark um is, is help is writing it and um we started talking about it during um like the summer of the pandemic so two years ago we started the whole thing and um it's just a uh it was like, I just said, hey, man, I got this crazy story. Come out here and sit with me. And, and I divulged it. And he's like, yeah, this is insane, man. Like, I, I think this is a total winner. And uh, we need to tell the story. So that's what we decided to do. We've had so many one-hour conversations. I can't count and, uh And the article, was, you know, literally just gave away some information from the, from the book. Um, but, yeah, I think it'll be... It's, he's done a lot 
and I think it'll be done later this year and then, you know, come out next year. We got the, uh, the dismal river trip with, uh, the Nebraska contingent, uh, Danny Woodhead, big slaw bringing Chris Riley out former NFL player, competitive fun group, Mikey D. That was the greatest comment ever. Who the hell's Mike D. I'm going to put that in my phone as my like, uh, ringer. Um, <laughs> That's going to be fun, and we are happy you're coming on the trip with us this year because that's going to be some good competitive golf, great group of guys, great support system for you, and those will be guys who are going to care about you. And I think it's going to be so much fun. Like, I'm so looking forward. I mean, hopefully, you know, I mean, you have to give me some strokes and a couple tee boxes, but I'm going to, I'm going to try like hell to take your money. I mean, oh, for sure, yeah. yeah, yeah it's going to be a lot of, lot of uh, good old-fashioned fun, and, I mean, you know, I haven't been on a trip like that uh in in a couple of years so those those trips are so fun just because everybody's just ha- having a blast there's nowhere else you'd rather be and uh it just sounds like uh, a beautiful place i've never been to that part of the country and uh it's just it's shooting me a blast i just can't believe y'all invited me <laughs> i mean i i can believe it we you know i've been talking to you since uh what, maybe August or September. So, but to get the invite uh, feels pretty cool. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time, and uh, you know we're gonna we'll we'll, uh, we'll put some stuff on social media. We're out there, especially when you take Mikey D's money. That's going to be the best. Just going to irritate him. So I think match one is already set. I think it's uh, what uh, toothpaste and Mikey D versus you and Woodhead. I mean, I think yeah. it's it's in the cards. So yeah, let the you know ring the bell, get the announcer going. It's a heavyweight championship, you know, fight from the tips. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, so. That's going to be freaking awesome. It's going, um, it's going to be fun. Danny is my team, man. It's ridiculous. In, in a good way, obviously. He's one of my favorite NFL players. So. Not a better human being on the face of the earth than Danny Woodhead. He's like the, the, the nicest, best. He's turned into a great friend. Like, it's – he's – He's really, really a good man. And, yeah, it's a good group. We're going to have fun out there. So we are looking forward to you joining that group out there in June. Um, you know, keep plugging away at it, man. We're proud of you. We're, we're proud to have the association with your podcast. We're so proud you're playing the clubs. But more than anything, we're proud of the work you've done as a person. And I consider you a friend. And, uh, like I said, I couldn't be happier for you on getting healthy and happy and, and using the most of your talents, Willie, because the talents are deep, my friend. Um, you're doing, you know, you get yourself back to 100%. I am not going to be shocked at all when you're holding that trophy on the PGA Tour. You have that ability. So keep plugging at it. It would be a wild comeback. It would be. That's But, hey, this country loves a good comeback. And like you said, you just keep doing it one day at a time, and uh, we're here to support you. I appreciate it very much. Yep, I'm looking. It's going to be a great summer and a good time. And just I'm going to I'm going to prepare for dismal. Like I'm preparing for a you know a U.S. Open. <laughs> like Rocky things where you're like running in the morning with the old school sweatpants with like a car chasing you at like five in the morning in the dark or something like that. Shadow boxing. Yeah, well, doing it. I'll be at the gym at six a.m. on Sundays, just getting ready. Um, <laughs> I have so, the tiger yeah. going. For sure, yeah. yeah. All the most motivational music possible. Um, we are the champions. Um, all that good stuff. One well, arm, yeah, well, arm push-ups, right? All of it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Even the little Spider-Man push-ups; those are sick too. Um, well, uh, well, thanks for having me on. Uh, this is uh, 
good stuff. We're going to have to have you on tier time. I know we had you on the other one, but you got to get you on this, this new one. The new one's rocking and rolling. This week, Matt Every, next week, Graham Bellette on tier time. Matt Every, that's going to be a great interview, right? Is there, I mean, he's going to be, I think, is he starting to do more broadcasting? Because I think he'd be so good at it. So he'll just like, Every will literally just call it out, right? If he's like, if that's a shit shot, he's going to be, that's just a shit shot. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely uh, he doesn't mince words and just doesn't care. Um, I mean, Colt Nose is doing pretty darn good with it all. Um, but yeah, every every's got that clothing line, and that appears to be doing pretty decent. Um, so yeah, I, I see some corn fairy guys wearing them. Uh, TK Kelly, yeah, um, I saw him rocking them. So um, I don't know. I mean, it, I know his game's still decent. He just made the cut in Puerto Rico and. He can just get some starts. I mean, he's a guy that you, you just can't hold him down for too long. I mean, he, you know, he made almost two million dollars in 2019, I believe. Well, he's one of those players too, where he gets on a roll, right? He can go like low, low, and lower, right? Like he can just. Yeah. I mean, he's not afraid to shoot a 60. Like he'll he'll keep firing at everything, right? Like he plays aggressive type of golf. Very aggressive, yeah, and he. uh he just doesn't care. Um, I've I had some awesome experiences playing with him, and normally it was the things that came out of his mouth or the club tosses. Um, but but I've always been a good friend. You know, we've been buddies uh, through Marino, and uh, yeah, he's he's a legend. I mean, back to back Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Like, well, I think from a broadcast standpoint, more guys like him would just. I think I agree with you. Uh, Colts doing a great job. And uh, I think those younger guys with a little bit of different uh, way of going about it, I think are really interesting. I think Matt would, is going to be great at doing more. If he, if he wants to, he has absolutely he has the talents to keep playing. But if he ever wants to go on the on-course commentator side of it permanently, I think he'd be great for that. I really do. Yeah, for sure. He's just like a, you know, a, a Florida beach guy and uh and that, that knows a lot about golf, so that'd be a good combination. Well, have fun with those guys. Have fun with uh, Graham. We'll be listening. And like I said, Willie, thanks so much for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Good to, good to talk to you.